Service. All right, Fatty, you there? Yes, I'm here. Leo, you there? I'm here. For introducing authentic realness. Hello, hello, and hello again. And we are back for yet another episode of our Authentic Realness Podcast. Realness. And certainly tonight, we are excited about having the full team here. In addition to having an exciting topic for you all, as we always do, I certainly have some strong convictions on this particular topic because I've been experiencing it quite a bit here within the past couple of months, and I truly want to address it from a vantage point of praying that everyone that hears this particular episode may be impacted in a positive way, and it gives you a a new vantage point in how to view this particular topic. But before we do that, Fabi, you're back. How are you, my friend? I'm doing well, thank you. Anything new and exciting on your end? Anything you'd like to talk about from previous episodes? Anything front of mind? Yeah, I've had a great trip, so I'm kind of excited to be back and in my normal routine and and back to speaking with y'all. So looking forward to today's episode. Look at you and that (laughs) y'all. You must have gone someplace Southern. Must have visited Theo somewhere in South Carolina or something with that y'all. Jokes. No, no, no. (laughs) Fair enough. Good stuff. Theo. What's going on, brother? How are you? I can't call it. Everything is good on my end. Grateful as always, and that will not change. Are you convincing yourself of that, or are we supposed to be convinced by that? I don't care. That's how I oh. feel. Oh. It is, is what it, it is. your truth? It's my truth. <laughs> is it your truth, though? It is. It is. It actually is. Fabi, are you convinced? I am convinced. I don't know that I'm convinced, but whatever works. All right. Well, tonight (laughs) it it sounds like we are positioned to to get rocking and rolling. So let's jump right in. And as I alluded to at the beginning of the episode, tonight's episode is one that's near and dear to me, as typically the topics always are. But this particular one definitely is very front of mind. And I'll paint a picture for you all from a vantage point where... The topic tonight is focusing on the can-dos only. And that's both from a corporate consulting professional vantage point, but also personally. And when I say focusing on the can-do, I'm talking about really concentrating on what we do have. Concentrating on the elements of the project that we do have the resources and materials and the information and knowledge that we do need in order to move forward. It's recognizing that although I'm living in South Florida today and I truly want to be in New York, how do I make the best of being in South Florida? It's the component of how do I make the best of being 21, that I don't have to be so concerned about Oh, when I get 35, I'm going to get married. I'm going to have 2.5 kids. We're going to have 
the huge house with the white picket fence and the dream of my life has been met. But why can't we just focus on 21 and where we are right now and making the best of 21? Why can we not focus on the right now that we have everything that we need for this project for these components? Why can we not focus on being single? Why can't we make the best of those days that we don't necessarily have to be concerned about when we get married and when we have kids? And certainly that's a beautiful and a great and amazing blessing from God. But why not embrace wherever we are and embracing it holistically from a vantage point where we only focus on what we can do, what we can control and stop being so focused on Oh, when I have the ideal conditions, life is going to be so amazing. Because the newsflash here is from an experienced lived life, every line of at this age, I'm going to do this. Every line of when I move to this location, this is going to happen. Every indication of, oh, when we have all of the ideal <laughs> points and parts of this project, this is going to happen. My experience, and again, this is mine, and I want you all to take it from that vantage point, is that never happens. <laughs> that it never happens in the way that I anticipate it to happen. So what I have learned from experience is just to make the best of right now, to make the best of what I have, to make the best of the moment that I'm in, and what I find and what I am finding is with that type focus on life holistically, it provides me the opportunity to be in a place where those things that I thought I wasn't going to be able to do, those things where I thought that I needed to be in a different city in order for it to happen, those things where I thought I needed to be a certain age for things to happen, all of those things start eliminating themselves. Because many of those things that I thought that I was going to do at a certain time frame, I did them early. Many of the things from a project perspective that I thought, oh, there's no way we're going to get this done. We got it done early. There were some things that we've identified in projects that we didn't need to get done at all. That the projection that we had at the beginning of the project was something that totally was not needed. However, we would have not gotten to that point if we were so focused on, well, when this comes, ideal date, when this happens, specific parts of the project, then we'll be able to do these things. So it is my prayer that this is going to bless somebody's life in a significant way of you being able to decide right now as you're listening that I am going to make the best of my situation right now. And be it if I'm in a good, bad, or an indifferent situation I'm going to trust God, recognize that he has me in this particular place that I'm in right now. And that's both from all vantage points, physically, mentally, spiritually, socially, whatever the cases might be, all of those components of my life that focusing on the right now, focusing on what I have right now, focusing on the can do's presents such a much more meaningful life as well as it gives a level of being able to be content and recognizing with certainty that there is a difference between being content 
and being complacent. There's never a time that I am an advocate of any of us being complacent. That's from a managed point of like, oh, I'm just good. I, I have no desire to continue to grow and to build and develop it. Not saying that. But what I am saying is that we can be content and be happy and pleased with where we are while continuing to build and grow and develop from where we are. Too often, we don't celebrate enough. You think about those milestones that you have in your project, those milestones that you have in your life. You brush it off like it's no big deal. But you allow something negative to come along and, oh, my God, the world's coming to an end. We have a meltdown. That energy could be shifted. And I'm saying to all of us right now, as we focus on a corporate perspective, because at my core, we all know that I am a program project manager director at the core and the being of who I am. That's the essence of Aaron Plush as a professional. And a large part of that is truly planning. That's having action plans. That's looking at specific deliverables. That's looking at timelines. But one of the things that I'm certain of is that if you're going to be a successful PM, you have to be flexible. You have to be willing to know that things are not going to go perfect or perfectly. But what you can do is you can plan for those things that you don't know are going to come about. It's like planning for the unknown. What that does is allows you to stay focused on the present, the current, the things that you know you can get done, those things that you can get done and you can knock them out of the park while you build that buffer or cushion of those things that I have no control over, that are going to come up, that's going to set us back, that's going to be a problem, that's going to be an issue. Yet it's not going to derail the entire project. Yet I'm not going to be stressed. Yet I'm not going to lose any sleep. Because if you are that individual that becomes alarmed and stressed and woe is me, chances are you've selected the wrong profession. Because this PM world is one where it's for the robust folks. It's for those folks who are willing to have a level of agility. It's for those people that have foresight. It's for those people who, sure, it just happened. Great, wonderful. Let's fix it. Let's move on. We don't have time to spend a month in our suffering of, oh, we just got that wrong. Because there are going to be things in the project that you're going to get wrong. Acknowledge it. Identify what happened. Fix it. Move on. So as we bring this full circle to both professional as well as corporate lives, the key takeaway is focusing on the can-dos only. What I'm able to do right now, those things that I can be successful at doing, those things that I can plan to be successful to do, those things that I know I do well, get those things knocked out. And what you will find is that those things that you thought were going to be the barriers, those things that you thought were going to be the inhibitors, those things that you thought was going to sink the project, that was going to sink your life, they don't have that power of dominion anymore. And ultimately, my experience in very certain terms is that those things eliminate themselves by you focusing on what you can do. Fabi, 
as you think about this as a philosophy and one that you've heard me say before as to how I live my life and how I have expressed and shared this with my mentees and other folks around me, any specific thoughts that you have around focusing on the can do's only? Yeah, absolutely. I have a couple thoughts regarding this, especially as it pertains to both professional and personal. So from a professional standpoint, I too am a program manager. And with that comes managing a lot of projects. And in that role, there is no waiting until the future because <laughs> when the future comes around, everything has already changed by that point. You Correct. can't even plan honestly for like a month or two because things are already changing. Correct. So it does require you to be agile and to not wait and to work on things now so that way you're able to deliver now. Mm-hmm. But I can say, even though I'm like that in my professional life, I do oftentimes struggle with relaying that into my personal life. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I will say from a personal perspective, time just goes by so fast. So like when you mentioned that thing about being 21 and, and mm-hmm. always like I'm someone like that, I think about five years down the mm-hmm. road. But those five years go by so fast and you look back and you're like, I should have just enjoyed Mm -hmm. that time. Mm -hmm. So um, from a personal perspective, it's just about honestly being present in the moment. Mm -hmm. And then from a professional standpoint, it's also being present in the moment Mm -hmm. and really doing what you need to do now in order to prepare for the future. Because by the time, you know, it comes around in a year or so, the project, for instance, is going to look completely different than what you could have even had in mind. And on the personal side, your life is going to look totally completely yeah. different a year from now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and potentially it's not going to align with what you thought it was going to look like. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Excellent points. Theo, what about from you, sir? For me, just thinking about it in a personal sense, oftentimes we look at the promise and not the process. I know for myself, I'm very guilty of it. Like Fabi okay. said, you look years down the line instead of focusing on the things that the day-to-day type things. And for me, when you really look back and look back through your life, when you don't focus on just living living in the moment, you realize you miss out on a lot of things and then you have moments of, dang, I wish I would have did that different. I mm-hmm. wish I would have said this. I wish I would have did this. But if you live in the moment, you won't have to worry about those thoughts as much because you know what you're doing. You know, you're focused on what's at hand opposed to focusing on where I'm going to be 10 years from now. And it's a struggle. It's a, it's definitely a struggle. Um, and that's one thing that I'm working on within myself because professionally, being a background developer, my focus is step-by-step, line-by-line, code-by-code, project-by-project. But in my personal life, I struggle, man. I struggle. Well, I can definitely tell you both, Theo and Fabi, that making that transfer over to your personal lives as to what you've been able to capitalize on in your professional lives is very important. I've personally found that anything that you can transfer, it's in Fabi, we talk about this all the time about having skills that are transferable. And that's the reason why people are able to go into roles that you may have never done before, but there is a core in those transferable skills that you have that would easily allow you to go from one discipline to the next. And I personally talk a lot of trash about recruiters, particularly recruiters that don't have the ability to see that. 
those recruiters that are only able to go check the boxes. And if you have the exact title, if you have the exact skills and you have all the things that align with this particular rec that they're working on, then you're the ideal candidate. Not recognizing that the person who's never been in the role before, but has those transferable skills would knock this role out of the park better than anyone who's ever been in the role could ever do. But that takes a very unique skill set to be able to do that. And the key takeaway here is for all of us to understand that it's so important to be able to transfer components of our beings to other parts of our lives. So if there's something that you do really well in your personal life, look at how you can transfer that to your professional life. And then vice versa. If there's something you do really well professionally, how are you able to transfer that over to the, your personal life? The other thing that I want to be crystal clear on, because I am very cognizant and very present when we're in these episodes. I want to make sure that every listener leaves this episode knowing in very certain terms that this is not an episode saying don't plan for the future. Not what we're saying at all. Nothing wrong with having your five-year plans, your 10-year plans, your 15-year plans, your 20-year plans. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with saving for a rainy day. We all have heard that. But what we are saying is don't spend all of your being in the future. Put your energies in a smart way where there are energies that you're placing right now in your present, your current, and there are energies that you're putting into your planning. But know when it comes to getting things done, don't be so concerned about, well, when I get to New York, I'm going to be a creative free spirit and I'm going to be amazing. Because the harsh reality is until I deal with me, here in South Florida, chances are when I get to New York, I'm going to be the exact same person. The other thing that we have to be very clear on, don't be so caught up on, oh, when all of these particular components fall into place, then I'm going to be good. Because chances are when all of those things fall into place and you get to that new spot, there are going to be so many other things that you're going to want to be in place. So you're still going to be selling yourself, well, I'm still not quite there. But if you spend that time to focus on the can-dos, what you can do right now, staying positive, getting it done, what you'll find is that your future likely will be more joyous. Your future will be happier. Your future will be more aligned with what you truly want it to be. But a large part of that starts with focusing on right now, what you can do, your current capabilities, giving yourself some grace, allowing yourself to make mistakes, allowing yourself to learn from those mistakes, and for the love of God, completely and totally owning your mistakes. Because none of us can learn anything if anything that I've done is Fabi's fault. Or anything I've done is Theo's fault. It's my fault. I have to own it. And I have to be prepared right now Focusing on the can-dos with how am I going to fix this? So I'm going to end this episode in the same way that I started it. This is a topic that I am extremely aligned with. This is a topic that I am willing to talk to anyone about from a personal or professional perspective. And certainly those of you that are looking to utilize the eight services that I offer as the consultant, certainly open to having a conversation with you to get that consultation scheduled for us to begin working together and knowing 
that this is a skill set that I've mastered in my life and certainly one that I am happy to transfer over to others from a personal perspective or from a professional perspective as me being the consultant that provides these services to you. Fabi, any closing thoughts from you, my friend? Yeah, the one closing thought that I will share is at the end of the day, tomorrow's not even promised. So it's Absolutely. like, why not just do what you can do today? Um, so that's just kind of the one thing that, that came to mind. Like you're planning for something that might not even happen the way, or most likely honestly won't happen the way that you're even planning for it or might not come about or whatever the case may be. So just live in the moment, especially as it comes to, as it pertains to a job, you don't even know if you'll be at that job next year, mm -hmm. whether that's because you want it or, or whatever it may be. So just do what you need to do right now. Yeah. And, and we're in times now where we don't know if we're going to be in the job the next hour, the next moment, right. tomorrow. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Closing right. thoughts from you, Theo. Great point, Fabi. The, the thing that comes to mind is a phrase my dad used to use uh, when I was younger. He would say, let go, let God, and just go with the flow. The mm -hmm. more and more I remind myself of phrases like that, I just quoting that to myself. You know, sometimes we, we, we so focus on, you know, like I've been in the place where you think your job, you think you're going to retire on a job and they just come in the office and be like, hey, five minute meeting. You know, those five minute meetings, you already know what time it is. You and those meetings, those South Carolina meetings. A five minute <laughs> meeting scheduled <laughs> on your calendar. You already know what time it is. So just going with those going into those situations and processing through those situations, it reminds you, you really do have to just be in the moment and enjoy the moment. You can't, because you never know what tomorrow is going to bring, like Fabi said. The next hour, the next minute, the next moment can change your life forever. And if you're not in that moment, if you're not thinking and embracing that moment, you'll miss it. Good, bad, or indifferent, you'll miss it. Yeah, and Theo, that's powerful from a vantage point of just reminding us of those cliches and phrases and various things that we were told by our parents and grandparents and great-grandparents. And certainly one that comes to mind for me is constantly hearing, keep living. Just keep living. Mm -hmm. Because when you think about the various experiences that other people were having when we were young and we were children, and they would just say, well, keep living. And I can tell you, I'm really in that keep living phase of life because there's just so many things in my life that have occurred within the past couple of years that I just could not have ever fathomed that would have happened in my lifetime. So in turn, I will implore all of our listeners to please take heed to the words of wisdom that we gain from our elders, because although a lot of times we may not agree, keep living. And I can tell you that your life will show you that they were speaking from experience, that they were speaking from exposure, and that they were speaking from a place of true wisdom. And with that, let's look to the Lord. Heavenly Father, God, we come before you right now, God, just thank you for such a tremendous episode tonight, God, of focusing on the can-dos. God, I would ask that you would allow every listener right now to be in a place where we might be convicted that we truly will allow this episode to be one that will be correcting to all of us. And if any of us are guilty, God, of any of the things that we talked about tonight that's from a negative place, that we would truly own it, acknowledge it, and then begin, God, to 
think through what we're able to do by focusing on the can-dos only. God, we would ask that you would just continue to be a covering over this dark world that we're living in. Certainly, God, we know that there's a war going on in Israel right now, and we would ask that you would cover all individuals there, God. God, that all the propaganda that is floating around on the internet, on the news and other places, we would ask that you would allow us to be in a place where we might be able to filter through that and we are able to filter through your truth, God. God, we would ask that you would continue to protect us, that you would continue to allow this podcast to be one that grows, to be one that it will meet people right where they are and that folks will, re will receive it, God, with openness, with an alignment of truly wanting to be in a better place after listening. So God, we love you, we adore you, and it's in the glorious and magnificent name of your son, Jesus, that we pray, amen. Amen. And amen again, since Fabian and Joe must not be here. <laughs> amen. <laughs> I was about to and put with you that, in E flat, man. Say that again? <laughs> I was about to have to put you in E flat, boy. <laughs> well, that's fine. Go to church. I'm all about it, brother. Got to do what I got to do. And particularly when I have these episodes of clarity, it's always, I'm excited about these type of episodes. But to our listeners, we want to definitely thank each and every one of you for being the greatest part of this our Authentic Realness podcast, ARP, because we are Realness. certain that there is no podcast without you all. And for that, we say thank you. I would like to acknowledge my friends over at Buzzsprout, who happens to be the platform that I have decided to use in order to get these episodes out. And as I've said on many occasions and many episodes that we are able to be on so many different platforms because of Buzzsprout and the distribution of once the backend team uploads, the episodes actually go out to so many different platforms. And as I've said, platforms I don't even know that I'm on. So that is why I've been able to get the global and international following that we have. We're constantly growing. We're seeing increases in our numbers. And a large part of that is for the efforts that Buzzsprout is doing. If any of you are considering launching your own podcast happy to talk to you about the amazing and wonderful experience that we've had with buzzsprout and as we always end until next time let us all be and stay spectacular together get down <laughs> <laughs> Realness. Realness.